just trying not to think about like when shit is supposed to pick up. Just you, like you being, not not put pressure on yourself. Yeah, exactly. Just like understanding that you gotta work. Right. And you gotta be going forward, but don't feel like it's now or never. Yeah. It's whenever the shit is gonna happen. Welcome to the Underground Comedy Podcast with Sean Joyce. For more information about our live shows, check out undergroundcomedydc.com. Hey, what's up? Thanks for checking us out. This weekend, we've got DC's Best Showcase at Big Hunt and Tone Bell at DC Drafthouse. You can get tickets and info on the website. Our guest today is my good friend, Jamel Johnson. We started doing stand-up together in DC at the same time almost nine years ago. Jamel went on to be one of the funniest comics in the city and appeared on Kevin Hart's Comedy Central show, Heart of the City, which was filmed at Big Hunt. We talk about the old days and what it's been like since he made the move to Los Angeles a few years ago. I want to talk about us starting. Has anybody come in here and talked about when we started together, bro? We talked about um, with Stavros. Okay. Stavros was the closest we came to that, so... But we didn't talk too much about it. And then we didn't talk. Mari and I didn't talk about it at all. So we were on a show very early on in my stand-up career. It was uh, on like 9th Street. Axum? At Axum. That's yes. right. You had your backpack on. For sure. I was how, lo- how far into stand-up were you at that point? Oh, dude. Um, that came up in my fucking Facebook memories. I should have marked a fucking date. I want to say like around... between eight or nine years ago so like definitely within the first year oh yeah i think that i started in like february of that year and i think that was like in the summer yeah it was right around there i started in spring so it was probably i was probably like fuck four or five months in it was 2010 yeah yeah 20 yes i think 20 2010 2011 and uh the i went to this um this I, Mike that I only it was the only time I ever went to it it was out in Virginia somewhere and I got there and there was nobody there running the show there was no crowd and I was just sitting at the bar kind of waiting to see if someone was going to show up and the person who was running the show eventually did show up and then Andy San, uh, Sanderson showed up yes and uh, he, in a police outfit because he's a <laughs> cop and uh He's like, uh, you here for the show? And I was like, yeah. And I, at this point, I was two or three months into doing stand-up. And he was like, well, you know, I'm scouting tonight, so hopefully you'll have a good set. And I'm like, okay, man, whatever, dude. Like, I'm not trying to do anything other than, like, figure out how to be on stage for five minutes. Like, I'm not trying to get booked. So that show, uh, Nate Johnson's on it. And you remember that dude that he was friends with, that tall dude, Peter, with Ooh. the blonde hair? Ooh, yes, yes. Uh, Bandic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see him sometimes. He, he lives in LA? LA now. Yeah, yeah. Does he do stand-up still? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's Bandic's crazy. He still got some moves. Wow, that's crazy. Are you still in there? So Nate Johnson and, uh, and Bandic are there. And um, there ends up being one table of people, four people. Young young people are, at, are watching the show. And... Uh, I went up and at that time I, w- I could like barely speak on stage. I was like barely audible, uh, just like mumbling my jokes. But because like that, it didn't, it, it wasn't a show. It was just talking to this one table and they 
said stuff right at the beginning of my set like the girl said something and i so i I just started doing crowd work with them. Like I responded to it, but then I was just like riffing with them as if I was in a, at a party or something. And so I'm shitting on them and they're <laughs> laughing hard. And so I'm doing well. And then I get off and then he's like, okay, give me your email address. You're booked. And I, he's like, are you free on this date? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, I'm free every date, man. This is, <laughs> I'm just showing up to sign up at open mics. I don't have anything booked. So, um, then he fucking emails me and he's like, okay, you're doing 20 minutes. It's like, I can barely be on stage for five minutes. Like I barely have five, but he, but he was like, you're going to do 20. And, uh, I'm like, okay, fine, man. So then I end up, I brought my neighbors and my girlfriend at the time. And then we were the whole, that was the whole crowd. Yes. So then there was no pressure and it was, I had a pretty fun time on that show, to be honest. That ain't bad. Philippe was on that show. Damn, I saw Philippe the other day. I think that was the first time I met you. I don't know if I... Did you go to Britney's all the time? Yeah, that was all I was doing. Did that is that where you started, Britney's? Yeah. So, Britney's was important to me. Britney's was tight. It, uh, that, that was like the first time I got to just go up in front of like a big crowd, just uh, with no pressure. Dog, it was the, the crowds. Big crowds. The you, there's, crowds. there's 60 people there probably. Yeah, no. That show used to get up, man. I burned it to the ground. You burned it to the ground? Yeah, I was the one, man. I fucking... People... I Daenerys, the whole thing. What I remember from... Uh, like, that was Jim Pate ran that show, right? Yeah. And then he handed off to Jono. Yeah. And so Jono was running it when I started going to it. And Jono immediately just started giving me spots. And at that time, everybody was, like, complaining about Jono. They're like, Jono's sleeping with everybody. <laughs> he's sleeping with all the audience members and then he's pissing them off and then they don't come back and uh he's ruining the show that seems familiar and it the show did dwindle it did get worse yeah but uh, see it was like it was that but then they both got sick back to back what happened what do you mean I, I oh they both had health problems yeah they both had like some serious health problems oh, like, okay within months of each other and then what and then you took over i want to say it was somebody else before me i don't remember like, I don't know, but yeah, eventually it was me after all that shit went down. And sometimes it'd be all right, but I just stopped going every week. Yeah. Because I was starting to get spots in D.C. Right. So what happens when you don't go? Did you get someone to fill in for you? Yeah. you know Who who would fill in? Just whoever was available, dog, you know? Brendan Moore. Oh, yeah. We had a few of those in there. What was the other dude, his buddy? Oh, oh, ooh. Because I fuck with that dude, too. Ah, shit, I forgot his name. Yeah, I feel like I saw him in Potomac Mills like last Christmas. He like he's like in the military or some shit. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. How about that? Still like fucking with swords and shit. <laughs> you remember the Blumpkin dude? No. There used to be a dude who would come. I forgot his name too. It was this black dude who used to dress like super like um what is that called when it's like rave emo like the cats who do that I don't know I know that I I know exactly that weird like robot dance yeah yeah and sometimes they'd be wearing like uh the masks with goggles uh, they're you know, like dreads like weird like steampunk I do not remember this dude at all tech weird but anyway he was just like on some weird like robotic anime shit or whatever but he he would just go up and every week his joke was that he would just like act out what a blumpkin is. You familiar with the term? 
I know it's gross, but I don't know off the top. I can't it's remember off the top of my head what, what it means. It's, um, I don't think it's ever happened, first off, <laughs> right. which is why I hesitate to explain it. So but, what? So he would talk about it on stage? Yeah, it was supposed to be uh, what it looks like when someone's getting head while they're taking a shit. Oh, that's what it is, yeah. Yeah, but he, he would like take a chair with like a back on it and like sit on the back yeah, of the dude. chair ass over and the, you know the stage and Brittany was like small yeah it was like a small like dude you know uh what is his name one of uh, the old dudes from dc his name uh fuck i want to say anthony it's not anthony you know those old dudes that used to hang out with tony they don't really hang out with them anymore but they're they were like on tv in like the early 90s sure and they would they used to come to townhouse tavern I've already. I feel like I already know you're talking about. Uh, not, uh, Danny Williams used to. Danny crush. Williams. That's who it was. Danny Williams used to crush at Town Tavern. Yeah, he did. But one time, he was not crushing, sure. and he was frustrated. And these girls were at this front table, and he started talking about jacking off. Sure. And then he took a chair out and pulled it up to their table and ah. like sat down and was like acting out. Jacking off, like slow jacking off. Whoa! And uh, like sensual. Uh, no. And uh, and like looking at them and talking about it while he was doing it. And I was, I, I was like, this is the last time for him. Is there any chance he like saw Purple Rain that day? I don't know. And was trying to be more like sexually. Uh, Kevin ca- Anthony's the other dude. Oh shit! I don't remember Kevin Anthony. He's a li- he's a small dude. He's a little, little dude, and he would do word for word his TV set at Townhouse Tavern every time he went up, and it's just like, and it's like you that was funny back then, and it got you on TV, but it's not funny anymore, man. Like, and also, what is the point of this? Why are you coming here? Everybody's trying to learn how to do stand up, but you're, I don't know why you're doing this in front <laughs> no, of these. That's like, the thing about starting out is, if you have any like drive to continue mm-hmm. after like the first time you do it mm-hmm. and you're like going out that first year you're gonna meet the weirdest fools oh right yeah because they're not filtered out yet you're still mixed in with them you're in the you're in the fighting pits yeah early you're not even in the fighting pits you're still in the fucking the little cage joints yeah you're you know in like the side queue yeah you're <laughs> like just getting warmed up yeah, you're chained to the wall. You're still in the fucking, uh, fucking what is it? Stocks? Yeah, uh-huh. stockades, <laughs> all yeah. that, man. But all of them, <laughs> stocks, barricades, stockades. Yeah, that shit is nuts. How long ago did you move? Uh, three years. Three years you've been in LA. Yeah. And was it rough at first, or was it you have an okay transition out there? I, it was. It was okay, but that so was that's pretty not too rough. bad. It wasn't too bad. How did but you it was feel? Pretty bad. When you were so, you know, so you're like eight, nine years in, right? Yeah. And so you, so you're five, six years in at that point. You're you're a local local star in DC. You're feeling pretty good. You just got on Comedy Central, right? Yeah. And or then, like I, it didn't even air. It hadn't aired yet. So yeah. you you moved before it came out. Yeah. And uh, then you went out there, and then. Um, were you able to? Were you going up a lot? Would you? Did you take a while before you started like going out all the time? Yeah, I took a while, and it was because the hardest part was just like everything but the stand up. 
Yeah. Know? Like what? Like getting your life organized? <coughs> getting my life organized, getting settled, you know, getting a gig. Uh-huh. Getting back into it. Yeah. Because, like... Yeah. What were you doing for money back then? I mean, Doc, I was like, well, what's the statue to live? Who cares? I was selling weed. I was selling big weed. Yeah, selling big weed. Okay. And so I move across the country. Uh huh. And it's like, damn, we can't. Can I? Can you sell weed in L.A.? I feel like everybody's already selling right. weed in L.A. What was the answer? Uh, kinda. Kinda. It's harder. Yeah. Well, it's tough because you knew so many people here, so you already had like a lot of See? network connections it was literally starting everything over do you think selling weed i'm assuming it did not help you meet any uh people did it help you meet any people in comedy sort of it eventually turned into a couple opportunities to do like house shows and like okay different little weird okay venues and stuff so I got some shows out of the deal. You you were running the show? Yeah, yeah. I was running some shit with Dre. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's another, like, thinking back to Dre at Old Glory. I can remember so vividly going to Old Glory the first time and Dre sitting at the booth and making the list and being stressed out about it. And, like... It's just having a huge attitude. He's like, well, if he thinks he's going here, well, he doesn't know what he's talking about because I got to get this done. And he and I'm like, oh, Dre's serious. Well, Dre is a he's he's an important person. You don't want to mess with this guy. <laughs> this guy's running this show and it, he's got strong ideas about how he's going to do it. You are just in there, just like us, dude. And then, you know, uh, yeah, then like a month later, I realized like <laughs> y'all had the Hunan, <laughs> yeah, Hunan number one, bro. Yeah, but that was before. I think that was before I was even running those shows or right around when I was running them. But it was kind of, it felt different because the, nobody went to Hunan. There was no pressure. The show could start whenever. There's no one there. Yeah. It was just Sarah doing cartwheels and, and Madi. Just, I don't know what Madi was doing back then, but. <laughs> I wonder, was he even around? Oh, yeah. He was at Hunan all the time. Early? He always went to Hunan, yeah. Fuck. He was probably the most one of the most regular people there because i didn't know all the time because i was just stuck in woodbridge most of the time well, there's not a whole lot of reason to go there yeah i mean i don't know man I was st- just leaving woodbridge is always cool to me dude i used to go to f- just to make you feel better about incriminating yourself sure i used to go down to britney's and get uh jack and coke and it would be it would come in a 16 ounce yeah solo cup no they were putting fucking and it it was like 75 percent jack 25 percent coke it was like five shots in a in one drink if you ask for a double they give it to you in a fucking deer park water cooler (laughs) yeah man it's like and then at the time i was like so nervous going on stage that i would drink the whole thing and then i'm like well i guess i'm driving back to dc through virginia through the worst like <laughs> on highways with like the yeah. worst cops super dui territory yeah that bar existed solely to get fools DUI. yeah right it does seem like it's almost like a checkpoint or something that they set up to to get people yeah i almost got kicked out of britney's sneaking in a rolling rock that's hilarious dude it's so cheap there too everything is so cheap at britney's yeah and you're sneaking a beer and snug a beer in like an asshole that's your nature i think yeah a little bit just gotta see 
How do you, what, you just always been that way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't You're know always why. trying to get around the law. Yeah. Or the rules. Specifically the rules and the law. I'm not trying to get around anybody. You try to do it different yeah. than everybody else. Just a little off. You always, yeah, you try to do it your own way. Yeah, work the system. I don't know. I don't know how it started. I really don't know how it started, but it has always sort of been. I think one of the, one of your calling cards is varying your vocabulary, right? You come up with interesting turns of phrase, interesting Ooh, yeah. references, and you just say words that other people don't say, and it becomes funny. True. Is that have you always have you been that your whole life talk that way? Yeah, yeah. Low key, that is that is definitely my strength is like reading and listening comprehension and like really good at like context clues. Uh-huh. Like I was terrible in school. Okay. Cuz I was just like lazy and shit. But sure. like I could always like crush a test or like write a good paper. I like I like the SAT, like I like killed the analogy section. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, but like nothing else. Oh, and I don't know why, but yeah. It's always a grasp of the language. I think it's cuz my parents let me watch whatever the fuck like they didn't like you were watching like adult shows early? Yeah, I was watching adult shows early, but I didn't understand them. Yeah, you don't understand it. That's interesting, yeah, because you don't really know what they're talking about when you're a kid. Yeah. But you just pick up on the weird words. Like those words stand out to you and stick with you. Exactly. Shit like that. Like, I didn't know what the... F I didn't understand any jokes in In Living Color. Right. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I think on. about that too. I watched... I used to watch stand-up when I was like eight. Yeah. And I'm watching... You know, like Elaine Boozler and uh, I don't know who else. Like, I guess Gary Goldman maybe was around then too. Yeah. Colin Quinn and like people like that. And <coughs> it's just like, there's no way I understood this. I was a child, but I was still watching it. I still sat there and watched. Like, that's what I chose yeah. to put on. I chose to put it on. You could just tell when it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. You can you can get that it's funny even if you don't know what, they're, what they're saying. You could just tell by however the person's saying it's yeah energy exactly yeah it's cool i think i do i do think that's your main thing is like those those unusual words or those you know th unusual things that you're interested in in uh coals and uh things of that nature yeah yeah just shit that like the shit we're all aware of but don't really think about all the time right so you do you think you're you've changed your style over the past few years yeah I think I've just gotten better at like presentation. Yeah. Like it's kind of the same like vibe and it's like It's definitely the same vibe. The energy's up and down, but I'm like a little faster mm -hmm. with like um like dealing with like how a joke hits. How so? It's something I gotta do better at keeping track of, but like you know, say a joke hits one time and then the next time it doesn't, like I've gotten pretty good at having like like an extra tag oh right right just like more tags that's good to like save the situation you used to have i was trying to think I, I i only caught like half of your set and uh you used to have like some like very defined like bits like chunks you still writing chunks like that i mean honestly not so much you got the you got the uh chirp yeah See, like that's, that's a, a pretty one. chunk. That's a pretty solid chunk. Yeah, I got this a new one, and I do got one. Next tell. 
I've got another. I got a thing that I should do more. The story of the car, the last car I bought, is, uh-huh. is a pretty good one. That's good. You know, and yeah, I yeah. like I've done it a few times, but it's not quite in the rotation yet. Thanks mm-hmm. for reminding me. Yeah, sure, man. That's what so, I'm here for. You know, just help help spur people along. Yeah, put this shit together, dude. You're the fucking dog. You already know, son. You came through like fucking Jon Snow. I never saw that show, man. Dude, whatever. Doesn't matter. Just feel what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, See? yeah. That's right. Yeah, like a, child, like, like a child. Like an eight like yeah. my eight year old self. Yeah, like an eight that year was old good. who's never seen Game of Thrones. That was good. I do suggest buying used cars still though, despite what happened. What happened to your car? No, nah, I just bought a car from a dude off Craigslist. Okay. And this dude was just a fucking What kind of car? This is a a ninety eight Lexus. Ooh. Right? Okay. It's one of the ones with the bubble, the two um, front headlights. Okay. The bubble eye lens. Yeah. And, uh, oh, the round ones? Yeah. And I was very stoked. And it was like, I feel like dude had it listed for like four grand. But in the ad, he's uh-huh. like, it's also kind of fucked up. Okay. And I like go down there and I like talk him down to like three. And I have my checkbook on me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, let's, let's do it. And the dude's like, he won't take a check. Okay. What does he want? He only wanted cash. You wanted you to give him $3,000 in cash? Yeah. And okay. I was like, well, uh, you know, n- no, I don't have it. Did he have the title? Yeah. Okay. He did have the title on him. So he was like, give me a deposit. I'll give you the title. Wow. That's, well, that's weird. Well, see, it was like weird... Is he was he gonna give you the car too, or just the title? He was only gonna give me the title, and he keeps the car, and I give him like two hundred bucks. Okay. And I like did it, dog. And it was fucked up from the jump. Okay, so then what happened? Uh, well, cause I didn't, I don't have a bank in L.A. Uh-huh. I'm still using Navy Federal. Okay. And so I took like all week to like just get cash. Right, <laughs> like, you know what I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cash back, cash back every time you buy something. Every exactly. So like, yeah, I, it was a bunch of bullshit. I went to multiple Ralphs. That's like L.A. Giant. Okay. And like, shit was stupid. And then like, I get back down there to meet. Also, it's like way across town. Okay. Like, I live in like L.A. proper. Uh huh. And my man was down in like. Torrance. Okay. Which would be like, that's like the Woodbridge. How long? Oh, it's like an hour away? Yeah. Okay. Like, it's like an hour away in a car. I took the fucking bus, you know? So okay. So it was like a good like two hours. And I get down there and I like mistimed the withdrawal limit. Like I had planned my whole day around me Going to Torrance, going to Ralph's again. Uh-huh. I'll get this final chunk chunk of this cash. Uh-huh. I buy my car. Uh-huh. I leave. I never see this man again. He came. He's like, what's up? And I I was like, like a hundred bucks short. Okay. And I'm like, look, dude, I'll just give you the, I can give you the money later tonight. Yeah, yeah. You know, no big whoop. And he was like, still like, B 
being real tight uh-huh. about this car. And I also thought that I was going to have a soccer game down there. There's two soccer stadiums in L.A. Okay. And I, I'm going to an LAFC game. Mm-hmm. LAFC was playing like uh, Dortmund. Okay. And a I'm friendly. Like, yeah. It's like a friendly at the LAFC. There's a new stadium. I'm like, okay, I'll go get the car. I go to the game. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You take your, le- your new Lexus uh, to the soccer game. I take my new Lexus to the soccer game. And mm-hmm. then I'm short on this money. So I'm like, hey, that's that's fine. I'm already in town. I was like, sir, you live here, right? You know, like, I'm going to go to the game. I'll bring you uh, this last, this hundred bucks uh-huh. after the game's over. We're yeah. done here. Yeah. And uh, he's like, cool. And then I realized I was in the wrong stadium. The uh, LAFC. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was at the LA Galaxy Stadium. They play downtown. Mm-hmm. So I had to go back into LA. Then I go back, do get the car from the guy. Okay. And like, he also tried to sell me a bunch of uh, glass shelves. At the there's end a of lot of trust involved in this. I, I, I'm surprised that this hasn't fallen apart. I know. I really, I really put my hands, you know, in societies. Like I put my life on the line, uh-huh. fucking with this weird Craigslist guy. I could have just lost three grand. Yeah, really? I should have lost three grand. I'm shocked to this day that he didn't just rob me. So he tried to sell you shelves. You turned yeah, it down. He has shelves. So I buy the car. You're like, you're like, dude, did, did you notice the fact that I can barely get enough money together to buy this? <laughs> like, <laughs> did you notice that? Yeah, man. How hard it was. It took me seven days. Yeah. To get this one car from you. And yeah, there's like these like thick ass glass display case shelves, and it, it just he just didn't want to take them out of his yeah trunk. right. Like, get the <laughs> yeah, get the shelves up yeah. out of my shit. Yeah. So you still have that car? Yeah. Oh, you like that it? shit now? It's great. What color is it? It's like white. It's kind of pearl. It's like that pearlish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it needs a little work. Like the paint's kind of chipped, but it is in pretty good condition. It's cool. They got Lexus though. I know. That's nice. I'm so I'm kind of stoked. Because what did you have before that? Dude, I had a Civic. Okay. I had a 95 Civic. That That's really an old sucked. Civic, yeah. It was like, the only nice thing about it was that it had an aux cord. Yeah, that is, a, that is good. That was pretty good. Yeah, because most Civics, you got to roll with the tape. The yeah, tape with the, the yeah. wire coming out. And so that is the only issue with the Lex is I'm working with a tape kit. Oh, again. Yeah, <laughs> the tape kit. Oh, that's a man. That really takes it down a notch. I know. All right. You've inspired me. I got to just get a new sound system. Fuck yeah, it. just put it in, dude. Uh, I got one. They cost like $200. Yeah, it's not even that big a deal. I bought one 10 years ago for my car because it didn't have... It just had a CD player in it. It didn't have any way to connect to a phone. And uh, you just go to fucking Best Buy. They got a USB input right on the face of it. It cost $200, like $250 oh, to get it installed and everything. Yeah, no, nah, it's all right. It's time. I'll do it. it uh, it'll be, it's going to feel so good, though, yeah, once no, you get it. It is going to change it. everything. When you wait to do stuff like that. It's so satisfying once you do it. I did. I so one of the, a couple of the issues with the car was cosmetic. One like the you know that center console thing, mm-hmm. like it had one, but the like the leather shit was all ripped on it. And so, 
I bought like a replacement one off eBay. Mm-hmm. It was only like fifteen bucks. And but then Jose Sanchez mm-hmm. blesses me with the um he got me a wizard's patch for Christmas a few years ago. Oh wow. Like a team patch. Okay. Like the old logo. Okay. And just so happens to kind of match the interior of my car. I took it to a fucking furniture store dude. Got him to sew the patch on and put the like put the new cover on it. Hey, that's pretty good, dude. They did it both. They did it all for fifty bucks. Pretty good, man. Things are going things are coming together out there. I can feel it. Yeah. You know that things are going good when you have time to do shit like that. Yeah, real poster of yeah. fucking <laughs> glow a, box, dude. Yeah, when you're reupholstering stuff, things are things are things flowing are smoothly. Not, exactly. I early on I couldn't really, you know, get shit sewn on stuff. Right. I mean, and really, I wasn't at the upholstery level in DC until like that last year. Right. Yeah. You weren't. It wasn't. Uh, you were too early on. You yeah. know. It would have been weird. It would have been like, who's this dude? You ever see like when? Uh, sometimes you see somebody go up at a show that you've never seen before, and they're like real put together, and they kind of they look kind of like a famous comic or something yeah and then but they're not they're just brand new comic yeah it's it makes them so much worse i know they seem so much worse yeah just sound like the guy don't look like right i remember seeing a dude at touchdown that was real slick looking and i was like who the fuck is this guy where did this guy just move to town from some other town where he was successful at comedy when they went up and (laughs) i was like oh man no not at all dude i wish i could have had that to say to my mom back in the day like when i like first started even telling my parents I was doing stand-up, my mom would always be like, you gonna go on stage like that? Oh, Why she... You just like, you know, you just dress like Steve Harvey. Put a suit on. Oh, really? She wanted you to be yeah. that kind of stand-up? And in my head, I was like, no. And it was, and she'd be like, why? And I was just like, because that sounds dumb. But that's why it sounds dumb. I don't want everybody to think I'm some sort of fucking... Yeah, yeah, it's bad. You gotta be... You gotta be... Like I, like I know D.L. Hughley. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't. You got to be nondescript. You got a philosophy. Let's go let's go through some philosophies. All right. Do you have an overarching life philosophy that you try to live by? You got to like you got to find some sort of joy or purpose in what you're doing and it can't be fucking other people over. Okay. You got to find joy and purpose. Some kind of joint purpose to what or you're whatever. Doing. Some people don't even like, can't even think in terms of joy, you know. Just find a thing, and then that just like keeps you, you know. You check back in. You check in on yourself from time to time. Do you ask yourself, "Am I getting joy from this?" Yeah, more now mm-hmm. than ever. What like. I mean, that's kind of always how I've moved, but like, I feel like over the years I've gotten better at just like thinking about how like shit makes me feel mm-hmm. or like how could it make someone else? Like I wasn't like, I couldn't connect the dots. Do you like at my actions? Did you see someone else that was getting joy from fucking other people over? Or, or did you have an experience related to that that made you put that caveat in there? Well, you know what just came to my mind? I don't know if this is a great example, but it's just this dude. I remember this dude back, like, before I was doing stand-up. 
he was like like me from like a from like a like a different ver- like if if I went to another high school we just Oh yeah kinda, yeah uh-huh, you know uh-huh. what I mean yes, you know that yes. type of thing yes. like not quite a doppelganger yeah yeah this, yeah Woodbridge High School me Yeah he lives in a different universe which yeah. is the other high school High school yeah uh-huh. and like I met this dude like after we had all graduated and like you know he's a cool dude we would like hang out all the time and like he would like always know about parties and stuff mm-hmm. but like it is. It always seemed like he would like tell you about stuff, but it was like only for like his benefit. Like, yeah. Yo, I know about this party, but you got to pick me up. Right. And like all my mans. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. And it's just like, damn, I could have just sat at the house. I didn't want to. Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't want to task rabbit. Right. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to go to a party. That's a it's a bad feeling when you realize that that you're picking up someone just for that reason. Yeah, and he just became known for being that guy. So you were like, so you, so then I, because that's I think about that a lot with running shows, or I used to anyway. I used to think I don't like it when people do this X Y Z, so I'm not gonna do that stuff. Like if somebody's running a show and they do stuff I don't like when I'm a comic. Then if I'm running the show, I don't. Then I try not to do that. So that it's this kind of same thing. Like I see it, the negativity. I don't like the negativity, so I try not to embody that myself. For sure, man. It's you know, it's as simple as treating others how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And that just like it works everywhere all the time. Yeah, it does. I mean, I think everyone <coughs> benefits. Any person can benefit from putting positive stuff out there you know i think it's gonna take you a lot further than putting negative stuff out there yeah and like i don't know how it connects to the stand-up too because i feel like i bring like it'd be a lot of different emotions like i want to discuss what makes people like angry and stuff but it's also it's positive to talk about mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like because we all feel this thing mm-hmm. so it's like what kind know. of stuff makes you angry I mean, you know, shit like that, getting dicked over. When people aren't being straight with you, mm-hmm. in general, like that's kind of the only thing that you run me. into that regularly. Nah, or f- you run into have you run into like negative stuff out in L.A. as far as like just trying to like get things going or, you know. Nah, not really. I wouldn't call it negative, and I feel like I'm guilty of some of this stuff too. Just like you know. Like coming to people with ideas before you're really ready to execute them on stuff, on stuff, mm-hmm. and then you know you get your hopes up. Like, oh, I'm about to. You just got to understand that, hey, this is just, you know, it's just not quite ready. Yeah, it's sure. It's not quite what you thought it was gonna be. Sure. You know, and I feel like that's as weird as it's gotten. But nothing like. I haven't felt any malicious. That's good. Kinda. I don't know if I don't know. I wonder when that's gonna happen. When does this turn Maybe you into, won't. Maybe you won't. Because yeah. I, I feel like uh, I, I actually feel like the you, there's more malicious stuff early on, like you were saying before. You know, then later even because even though the stakes are higher and there could be I don't even know if there could be evil people you know waiting up in those higher levels. I don't know. I'm trying to tell you this shit is where are the fucking Thetans, dog? Where's the fucking? When does this turn into billions? When do we start? I gotta watch more cable shows. <laughs> 
I don't even watch Billions. <laughs> I could just tell Billions is a show based on the billboard. So like LA is just all like billboards for shows. Yeah. And billboards. Oh, you yeah. just pick it up just based on the billboards. <laughs> yeah. You can make the references just because you've seen the billboards. The billboards, the Billions billboard is like, oh yeah, this shit is like Dallas. This shit is like millennial Dallas. Everybody That's is <laughs> each other's throat. I got you. Dallas. Oh man, that was a, I remember that being in the background when I was little, just people talking about Dallas. Fuck, man. You are a little bit older than me. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that existed while I was alive for sure. The earliest the earliest thing I can remember is Law and Order. Oh yeah. My mom was heavy on Law and Order. I like used to original. watch Law and Order. And I used to hate on it. When she was watching it, I was like, This is whack, put on cartoons. I fucking watched Law and Order when I when I was like thirteen. And and then now I don't. <laughs> you're not. It's you're a child. It's a child show. Yo, it's a great kid show. <laughs> yeah, it's the best kid show in the history. And of it was the, the there was only one Law and Order back then. Yo, it was just Law and Order. The best. I've been going to the same barbershop where the um the first ADA goes. Really? Yeah. God, I wonder who that is. who what he I don't remember who it is. Is it's it a, a woman? No, it's a black dude. You remember it was a black dude with the uh, high top fade. He used to have the super like bops. Oh, I don't remember him. This is like early. This is like this is like eighty nine to like ninety two. So that's probably like right before my time. So I probably didn't see that. Yeah. I was probably more like ninety three to ninety eight. Oh, when the old dude was on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sam. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, and then and then the uh like Hawaiian looking guy. Oh hell yeah. Fucking um <laughs> damn, what's your boy's name? Uh, Benjamin Pratt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Benjamin Pratt and Jerry Orbach. Yeah, yeah. Those were the guys. The Dream Team. Yeah, those. That's when I watched it. When yeah. those guys were on. That shit was hot. It, and he fucked um, Jennifer Garner. He cheats on his wife. You remember the storyline? No, no. He cheats on his wife with Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner just rolls up Man. on him at the park like, <laughs> "What's good? <laughs> yeah. This is now or never." And then he does it, and. Then tells on himself, and then they're separated for a while. Then she gets a- ALS. <laughs> uh, that's a twist you didn't see coming. Yeah, dog. that's the kind of writing you get with that show, man. That's good stuff. <laughs> They'll throw ALS in there right when you least expect it. Oh, a straight up knuckleball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and Jerry Orbach's like, damn. And then they kind of, yeah, he's just, they stay together. And then he's just like, you know, taking care of her until she dies. And then she dies and then he leaves. Wow, that's heavy. Yeah. That's real heavy. Fantastic television. The point is, Law & Order, best show ever. And shouts out to all the, um, you know, Broadway actors. Just every, I feel like every yeah. actor, if you're an actor for real... Oh yeah, you got to be on it. Thespian one appearance. Yeah, you have to have done Law and Order, or I'm not feeling you. One time I misused the word thespian, <laughs> and <laughs> I honestly I think about it about like once a month or once every couple of weeks I think about oh, it. You'd be like, Damn. And it was like ten years ago, but man, it really eats me up. <laughs> I've I misused a couple words throughout my life, and I just I think about them all the time, man. Every time I hear thespian, I'm like, I cringe, man. Ooh. I was talking, I was, I was meeting uh, 
a girl's parents for the first time and uh she like brought it up she like was bringing up going to like the theater and uh she asked me if i would go to the theater and i said i'm not a thespian but that's not what that that just means i'm not an actor yeah but i fucked it up (laughs) i tried to use a fancy word because i was uncomfortable went for it and it was a mistake i should have got to be comfortable i should have just stuck with the one word answers (laughs) there was you know what's funny like i i went to meet her family and it was just fucking weird and i felt uncomfortable the whole time and it was because i just didn't fit in with them i was too different than them are they all like theatery they lived in the berkshires oh so it's like real money yeah but i mean like like, uh just different magazines on the tables yeah but like they i don't even know what they did but they they lived in this like little cabin type of place like it wasn't like their summer home like that's where they lived oh um so they were like super liberal some libertarian they're like npr no they were liberals like straight liberals straight like feminists like old-fashioned feminists like you know from the 60s um but it was just personality-wise, it, w- it wasn't a match. And I, th- I it's funny because I think all the time about when I I met Beezer's parents and uh, my wife and uh, her mom said fuck like ten times in the first five minutes of me being there, Dumb. and I'm like, I'm so comfortable. Yeah, this is good. If I can say fuck freely here, I mean, money. Come on. <laughs> how easy is this going to be i can say anything i can just talk the way i normally talk i don't have to pretend to fit in with the npr people no that's a victory yeah and that felt that felt good that's why i knew it was right when you look forward with stand-up do you are you trying to take an alternative path do you want to like kind of come about it a different way or do you think that you want to go through, like, trying to get a late night set, like, trying to get a half hour, you know, trying to write a pilot, and then doing it doing it that way? Uh, Definitely the former. Because I got lucky and, like, found a job. Uh-huh. So, like, you know, it's a, it's a nine to five, you know, I'm not, like, I'm not chilling by any means. But, like, having that makes me feel... And you talk about writing for ridiculousness. Yeah. Like, I'm just comfortable enough to just, like, do my, you know, kind of move how I want. The I don't know, man. I tried the, um, like, taping for late nights. That's a couple years ago. Right. Remember that shit? Yeah. And it just, like, it didn't work out. And it was probably because I wasn't there. I need, like, more, like... I think if you were in an environment where you were just doing lots of sets and like that was kind of the main thing in front of you and that's what you were working on, I think you could have done it fine, you know? Yeah. Like the set that you did on Heart of the City, that could be a late night set. You know, there's there's not no reason why that couldn't be a late night set. So when you write for Ridiculousness, if I watch Ridiculousness, am I going to be able to tell that you wrote it? Uh, am nah. I gonna? Be, am I gonna? Is there gonna be Cole's references? Is there gonna be? Nah, it's not that deep. You can't make any good references. But if you watched like the whole season, you could tell. Cause I've kind of I fell into some themes. What do you try? What do you try to get on there? It's always like, uh, 
I'm always centering shit around different articles of clothing. Okay. Just like tall dudes in shorts. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So what is so then what does it look like? It looks like So what's the, like what's the show? What's on the show when it's all dudes in shorts? Okay, so it's like it's like they're all wearing shorts and they're like they're like going hard. They're like pushing it to the limit. Okay. Cuz life is shorts. Oh, that's the joke. Life is shorts. <laughs> I'm so stoned right now. <laughs> life is fucking shorts and then if it's like six videos of like a dude in shorts uh-huh. like getting his pants fucking exploded off or like an old dude like fucking like, oh so it's like a themed segment yeah yeah it's like a theme of like I see guys in shorts being extreme that's funny so you're basically you're just organizing the you're yeah. organizing the clips. It's just putting the shit together, and that shit ain't permanent. It's not like the thing about entertainment when you're writing on a show, especially if it's not your show. There is no security. Yeah, they're just like, yo, we're here. You're you're here until you know we, we say decide you're not. Yeah, we, we decide you're not, or this shit is done. Right, and like gigs will be like you know it's like twelve weeks, twenty four weeks. You know it's like. It's just like really dope temp gigs. Did you ha- did you like the Nickelodeon show better? Nah, because Nickelodeon it's the same show, but imagine if like you almost you almost couldn't show anything because <laughs> it's Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. You could like barely show fools falling down. Oh, they couldn't fall down too hard. Yeah, they got to fall down at like a certain yeah kid friendly. Yeah, that level that, of- that does sound a lot worse. Yeah. And it's like everybody knows the kids are just watching ridiculousness because it's the better one. Right. Yeah. They got a they got remotes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they can find MTV. If you've got Nickelodeon and you're not also watching MTV, you're crazy. Whenever a like MTV or a channel is on that I that I don't normally watch and then the commercials come on, that's like when you can tell you're like, oh, I'm not supposed to be watching this. This stuff is that is being advertised is not even close to for me. For sure. This is for teenagers. This is for children. All right. So you got the writing job on Ridiculousness. Did you get that because you knew somebody who worked there? Uh, Kind of. Or did you just, how did you, did you apply to it? No, nah, uh, I think Ryan Connor kind of dropped my name. You know Ryan? Okay. Yeah, of course. Because he's been working there for a grip and then. Uh, is he still work there? Yeah. Okay. Working right there and. Uh, so the dude who's had writing it, like was running running a couple shows, in LA. Oh, live shows. Yeah, and I had just like done him. He's like a cool dude, and I would always like just happen to be talking about sports. Okay. And so when that uh when the sports bloopers job opens up, he's like, hey. I see. You want to just send in a packet for this? So I did, and then I was just in there. And uh. How many years have you been doing that for almost three years? I think it's two. Two years. It's almost two. It's okay. probably a little less than two. You were saying, so now that you have that going on, you feel like that gives you freedom to do other things? Just, I don't know. I don't feel any pressure to like chase the, the, um, the each, each step. Yeah. The like, next thing or I'm the just, late night set. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just racking up sets. And I mean, I'm still writing new stuff. You know, are you trying to work toward anything? Do you have something in mind that you want to do? You know what it kind of um 
it kind of hit me a little bit like this weekend. It's like talking to some friends. I'm trying to write a show. Because that's what it, it's about, you know? Uh-huh. Like, put together a thing. Sure. And then, you know, you you sell it. They make it. You that's get what the it's check. about. Yeah. That's, that's what we want. That's what, that's what the people want to see. And I just hadn't thought of a good enough idea. But I, I at least have the time frame I want to talk about now. What's that mean? Like, the years of my life after high school... But before I started doing stand up, really. So you want it to be like uh, a scripted show? Yeah. And that is like a young hustler. Or not even, because honestly, like. Were you hustling back then? What'd you do back then? I wasn't really hustling back then. I was just like losing jobs. Oh, you Oh, you were just like a, yeah, like a, a character that just, you know, having a tough time. Yeah. Having a tough time repeatedly. Yeah. And just like not quite getting shit lined up but still like hanging out a lot yeah still still cool yeah still still lovable but you know in the mix but not quite right exactly that's good that's a good place for a tv show exactly there's something to work towards yeah is it gonna be wegmans in this show i mean there's gotta be yeah all of it you know there's gotta be a way to work it all in and so you know i recently have at least been like i that's something i can focus on that's good something i like and other than that just trying to be as best as i can on stage and mm-hmm. just like not like do you ever want to like do an album or something like that for sure i was i taped a thing last year myself oh yeah oh you did comedy dynamics thing too didn't you i did that was like a short thing they like oh, okay. they got at me about like uh recording an album like right when I first moved out there, um, but just kind of decided not to, cause like, yeah. Know, what was the reason? I don't know. Just more time. Like, I, not to sell myself short. Like, if I take that deal, mm-hmm. you know, it might affect a bigger opportunity when I have like more material I like or something. Right. You know, right. Some sort of bigger. I kind of felt How much like material do you think you have? Do you think you could do an album that you're happy with now or are you only happy with part of it? I think I could do one, but I I don't think I figured out how to organize it. Okay. I think I got the jokes. Mhm. But I think it's a matter of like really understanding what's first, what's last. Do you keep in all your classic jokes? Uh yeah. When I taped it, I did uh, I did all the stuff. All the George Washington. Yeah, I pulled them all. I put them all on wax. And it's a pretty good tape, but I fucked up because um, my man's taped it for me for free. Mm-hmm. And so I just like, got a theater and it was like a crowd and it was high. It was good. What a couple theater? of calls breaks. Just a small uh, lyric Hyperion. Oh, yeah. I've just been a small. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like it was just enough people for it to like be good. But like it was like 50 people, 40 yeah, people, like 40, like didn't mic the audience. Oh, so it doesn't. So you can't hear them. So it doesn't sound yeah man right. that's a big mistake and so like it looks good it looks how i want yeah I, I felt good doing it but like what do i do put the fake laughs on or just like sit back and just do it again yeah probably, probably just, just do, do it, it again. again it'll be uh if you did it again too it'll it'll represent you better now i think so and i've only got more stuff i like i feel like since then because your performance has probably shifted a bit you know the way that you're 
the way that you're telling the jokes now is probably it's probably a little bit more advanced than than at that time for sure and i mean yeah that was almost a year ago so like i did that like last summer because uh, yeah because if and then whenever you end up doing it again if it ends up being two years in between there'd be a big there'd be a big difference in in performance for sure because if uh, if nothing else like i'm not great at like really seeing long-term goals but if nothing else, I'm always like focused on just like working stuff out on stage mm-hmm. and also and like being aware of what does work, you know, like, yeah, I, I'm keeping track of the of the the goods. So like kind of just like waiting for an opportunity, like I know eventually the right opportunity. Will right. Well, yeah, right I mean, it's, it's definitely important to when you're in a time like that, where you're kind of, you're kind of waiting for things to come together. It is important to keep racking up as much material as you can. Cause you always need it. You know, it, it is always helps you to have all those jokes in your pocket. Yeah. I can't just sit back and be like, all right, these are the ones. And right. No, none of this is actually like, in my mind, like, even though I know that I'm the one who, like, taped this myself and it's not like, like, I can always retape the same stuff. Like, sure. I've kind of been moving, like, all right, work on a new, work on a new one. I mean, and you really, you know, if you're going to put something out there that's all your material from when you started, like, you want it to be good. There's exactly. no, that, that material took a long time to build up and it's not that hard to, redo it compared to how much time you put into it and you don't want to put out something that's a bad product yeah exactly um, so I, yeah that's why i just kind of sat back just kind of sat on yeah it. so and then you got multiple live shows uh well now on deck now just the one what'd you have before that well i had a one i had one i was hosting downtown called mike trap okay and then i changed it to trap mike uh-huh. And then the venue stopped doing comedy entirely. Like, not related to the name Not change. related to the name I change. like Trap Mike. Exactly. I liked it too. And the show was really good. Trap Mike has it's got a nice sound too. Trap Mike has a good, nice vibe. Like, so what happened was I had like debated because the concept in my head was it's, it's this bar downtown where like they were just starting to do comedy and like nobody really knew about it. Mm-hmm. And they were giving us random dates mm-hmm. like we couldn't we couldn't get them to like nail down like you weren't doing regular it wasn't yeah, a regular like first yeah 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 tuesday or yeah it was always a random day so it's like yeah you're if you at this show you're kind of just being trapped into you know, oh yeah yeah you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we did like six and called it mic trap and then I was like, well, Trap Mike sounds better. It does. I just finally got over trying to be so technical yeah, about what the name is. Specific needs. about what you were trying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like dumb. And we had had a few good shows in a row. Like, it wasn't bad. Yeah. It was like a nice space, kind of small. And we was like, we had just hit the point where it was like, it was like it had its own steam a little bit. And they got like new management. Yeah. That's what, that that's common. Switched up, and so that one's gone. What's up with On Deck? On Deck is uh, still pumping. We're How many people you get for that show? Uh, like I would say, I probably average like fifty. 
Hey, that's good. 50-55. Yeah. Hey, that's pretty good. Is it monthly? Yeah. And we've been doing about three years. And this year we're doing... Um, so how does the show work? There's two teams? Yeah, it's two teams. It's like... um, How would I describe it? It's sort of like if a home run derby had like a team element. So what do you do? You go up and tell one joke? Yeah. How much so time do you have? It's three of us. You have like 30 minutes as a group. Oh, okay. We set that we light the team at 27. And how often are you telling them what scores they're getting? After each joke, it's like it's scored as like baseball hits. Yeah. So like home run, single, right. double. Yeah. So after each joke, okay, you get a tally. Do you ever try to think about selling that show? Yeah. There was like a little bit of interest from somebody uh, sometimes last year, but like it was just a thing that just didn't really mm-hmm. materialize. Right. But, you know, we've just it's, been carrying on. It's another thing to to have, like, you know, if you get opportunities to talk to people later on. And got the pitch ready, you know what I'm saying? But like, Ah, you know, they just did um True TV just did a bunch of other comedy sports shit. Yeah. That's true. So it's kind of like the timing was like, ooh. Yeah. But maybe it could come around in the right situation it works. It's kind of like uh like you know, Baron Vaughn has a the new Negro show. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like he was around forever. That show's been around forever like that live show. I feel like he's been doing that for a long time. For sure. And uh, Comedy Central's liked him for a long time. And then it just kind of just And hit. like it finally got to the point where they like went forward with it. But it's like they could have done that like years and years ago. But it just, things are out there floating around until you get big enough. And then all of a sudden, you know, they actually, they actually yeah. do it. So it's nice to to have it in case you get big. For sure. And definitely got some ideas for how it would look on TV, too. What about you ever think about... You could also be uh, like a host, you know, like a presenter, you know, on TV. Yeah. Because you could just be a a personality. You know, you could be a good band leader, you know. I could get down with some (laughs) shit like that. Or DJ, you know. Just that dude. You give me... All I need is two quips a week. Yeah, a couple quips. I don't even need them every night. Just give me a couple a week. A couple of quips. But then you get the spinoff. Then you get the full show. Yeah. Because everybody's like, oh, yeah, I love Jamel. Yeah, he's a sidekick, right? And then anyway. four years later, all of a sudden, you're the star. Guess what, bitch? The other show's canceled. Yeah, it's all me. Nah, that me, maybe. That's, the, that's my vision. Hey. Then once that happens, then everybody wants on deck. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting competing offers on, on, on deck. And everybody's trying to like decide who who's gonna film the hour special. Yeah, this is exactly my plan. Is basically what you just said. Just keep doing stuff until I get enough looks to where some company is like, okay, Jamel, I'll pay you whatever you want to make <laughs> yeah. your own show, and you can shoot it wherever you want, and you can hire whoever you want. Basically, I'm not accepting any deals until it's a blank check. Yeah. Only want unlimited budget. Until I get unlimited budget, you know. Catch me in the streets, dude. Catch me in the paint. (laughs) Grinding. 
know what I'm saying? You feeling, but you're feeling positive though. You feeling like you're making progress out there? Definitely, shit is moving in the right direction. You know, I'm just trying not to think about like when shit is supposed to pick up. Just you, like you being, not not put pressure on yourself. Yeah, exactly. Just like understanding that you gotta work, right? And you gotta be going forward, but don't feel like it's now or never. Yeah, it's whenever the shit is gonna happen. You got advice for young comics? I mean, I guess that, and uh, I always say, don't tell your friends for a while. Yeah, too embarrassing? Well, yeah, too embarrassing, and typically you'll get to a point where you want to host your own show. Uh huh. You might need to start a mic. Just so you're getting. So you time. had that feeling when you were you were doing a, you were doing sets and you were like, I want to be the host. Or you yeah. or you want to have you wanted to have your own show. Uh, I guess both. You know, it's funny because I never wanted to be the host. I like being the host. I only like being in the being the host from the standpoint of if it's my show, then I like hosting it because I'm in the most control. If I'm yeah. the host, see that's why I like. It's like you get a little more stage time you when get, you really, oh, yeah. when you accumulate it, you get a set up top, and then there's a couple chances you can sneak an extra yeah. joke in. Yeah, and you're also uh, you you are performing kind of in a different way when you're the host. There's a little, there's kind of less pressure on you. You have a little yeah. more freedom. Yeah. To kind of, because you're just getting it, getting it started. Yeah, it's like a rally. You're just getting everybody on the same page. Whereas, like, if you go up last on a show, you can't go up there and start fucking around. No, you the crowd be. is all completely warmed up and locked into jokes, and they're ready to hear more, yeah. or they're ready to leave. But the last thing they want is someone fucking around. Exactly. So it is different. And also, I just grew up watching Comic View, and I always thought the host of Comic View was the coolest. Well, that's what like Russ would always say, like. On black shows, the host is the star. Yeah. Like, the best comic is the host. Yeah. Cedric the Entertainer was the host of Comic View when I started right. watching it. And he used to crush. Yeah. Every night. Yeah. He'd have some cool, some bomb-ass set. And then it'd be a bunch of other dudes, but it's set. The host was there every night. He's a talented guy, man. I saw, him, guy. He, I saw him in a movie where he's a straight, he plays a reverend. And he's funny. Yeah. Funny in it and good in it. Cedric's great. Yeah. He's a very... um underrated comedic actor he was also really good on the steve harvey show mm -hmm. that sitcom only saw a little bit of oh he used to crush that dude he was the best so like everybody all those people who hosted comic view were fucking tight it was him like dio hughley even though i would say those are the only ones i remember bruce bruce oh yeah bruce was a host for a while and uh then who else then it starts to trail off like Arnez J was the host yeah. for a while. And it's like, he's really good, but. That's after my time. Yeah, he wasn't quite a host. Yeah. But Bruce Bruce was pretty good. I he's do remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, somebody just posted a picture of uh, uh, like uh, the 2000, I want to say 2003 or 2006 NBA draft class. And um, Carmelo Anthony's got uh, like. Do you know what year he came out? Maybe 2000, 2003. It was three, I think. It was the same year as like LeBron and D-Wade, all those guys. And uh, he's got like a nine-button suit jacket on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
The suits the, back there. Hey, really man, suck. the more buttons you put on, the cooler you are. That's how everybody knows you're yeah. a man of yeah. dignity. Yeah. <laughs> we made it through, dog. We did, dude. You want to promote anything? Um, Broccolihouse.com is the website. Broccoli House on Instagram and uh, Nonprofit Comic on Twitter. All right. Well, thank you for doing it, man. Thanks for having me. For more information about our live shows, check out undergroundcomedydc.com.